We do the whole thing in a British accent. Welcome to the Villa, babes. Welcome to episode number four, where we talk about Love Island and all the shit that's gone down. Technically, it's episode number two. It's episode number two, <laughs> minus the pilot. Sorry, minus fuck. the pilot. <laughs> The pilot. Any ever- British listeners, they're literally gonna like blacklist. <laughs> Continue. I mean, I think my accent's actually pretty decent. Yours is way better than mine for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hello and welcome back everybody. I am sorry about the audio quality right now. I did not feel like taking my mic out just to uh, give a little exclaimer here. Um, We will be talking about Love Island and everything reality TV and influencers shortly. But first, Mafum and I am going to include a clip of us talking about what we learned this week because Mafum really needs for the what we learned this week to be at the beginning of the podcast. So that is what you will be seeing next. Thank you. You will notice that it is nighttime right now. We forgot to do our what we learned in the week yeah. at the beginning of the episode yeah. when it was still daytime outside, and now it is fully night. That's true. Um, so inserting that now, uh, would you like to inserting take it that away? now because Mafin's crazy and she wants it to be at the beginning. <laughs> Gabby's normal and doesn't care what it is, but Mafin needs it to be at the beginning. Um, what I learned this week—I mean, I guess we recorded two in one day, so. I, to think about something else but I did learn actually I feel like this is why I like this segment because you learn a lot of little random things even if you already know it you know what I mean you like think about it that week Mm. they're like little things I mean you know what I'll just say the little things because that's all it is right like I'm like that's not a good enough lesson but like it's all fucking everything is a little thing my thing was um I am trying to so I cleaned out my whole wardrobe while I had COVID and I was like quarantining so now it's a lot easier for me to like remember what I have, get dressed, like all of that. But I still think sometimes like when I'm getting dressed, I try to like for some reason resist what I like because I'm like, oh, that's not like cool enough. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'll be like, I need to like think more outside the box. Like I need to be like really intentional with like this, this and this other thing. And like, yes, in general, like I do like having like thinking about style like as in trying to push myself to think about it in different ways and not constantly just falling back on, like, what I know because I know it. Like, I do like the idea of, like, obviously growing and changing as a person and one of those aspects is style. And I do have, like, an ideal vision that I try to get closer and closer to um, that I think I'm, like, over the years I've gotten closer and closer to. But sometimes, like, I was dressing for this date I had on Friday and I was, like, I just wanted to wear this, like, that you know that Zara tank that I wear like all the time because I yeah. it's like the whatever it's like this like Zara crop top with like these jeans and my Vans and I remember I put that on and I was like I love this I feel good in it I feel comfortable this is all I want to wear but then being like no I need to like think more creatively or mm-hmm. I need to try something like different and like why yeah. like yes in general it's nice to move towards like something that challenges you a little bit or like not falling into the same patterns like trying things that are new that's always fun yeah but then also to a certain extent like why do you have to be fucking cool all the time like I know coolness is yeah yeah also if coolness is dictated only by what you wear like that doesn't mean shit like yes some people have like really impressive cool style but that's because of who they are and it like manifests itself through how they dress typically but I'm not interested in, like, whatever. I'll be boring. I'll wear my little uniform. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So that was my lesson, to just be like, where the fuck you want? And, like, you're still working towards, like, a final end vision that's constantly changing. But, like, 
dude, who yeah. cares? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was my thing. No, that's good. Yeah. Um, I thought of one while you were yeah, talking. Rambling, yeah. Um, I learned this week that audiobooks really helped me get back into reading. Yes. Like, Huge oh, fuck yeah. Those are so good. Like, yeah. I love reading, yeah. and I went through, like, a very, like, long, like, I want to say 2016 to 2018, I read so much. Like, so, so much. I was also a booktuber, so, I mean, like. Oh, yeah. But then I, yeah. Your OG YouTube career. Wow. Private at all of this. Your sophomore YouTube career. And I've been showing this to 2018. <laughs> like wow um yeah and like I've just struck like I've read and I still read and I love to read but I struggle to consistently read now and like I struggle to like get through books in like like I used to be able to read multiple books a week Mm -hmm. and now I've like can barely read one book a month Mm -hmm. you know club. um yeah (laughs) although my club is particularly bad you're still yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. (laughs) but I like threw on an audiobook last week and I was like oh this is great mm-hmm. and like I got through it so fast like I would like drive mm-hmm. to see Fran my girlfriend mm-hmm. and that would like take like 45 minutes mm-hmm. and I would get through like a good chunk of the book and I can listen to it at like two times speed mm-hmm. beautiful for my ADHD brain seriously actually, and like yeah. you get through the book so much faster mm-hmm. and it just sounds it's like a podcast mm-hmm. but like a story and then I put on another audiobook mm-hmm. And I was like, this is great. And now I'm reading a physical book. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm reading again. Mm-hmm. So That's so good. Yeah. I've gotten through maybe seven audio books. I was trying to count while you were talking. I maybe got through seven in the last year. Yeah. But like one written novel in the last year. Yeah. Like, Audiobooks are just so good. Yeah. Love them. They're really helpful. Yeah. It's always annoying when the I don't like the narrator's voice. Sure. But whatever that's fair like it's I, like a 50 50 chance that i might yeah. not like the narrator's voice i like them when they narrate their own books yeah Those me the best. Too. yeah like the tegan and sarah one yeah. that was so good high school's really good yeah. i um and also sometimes audiobooks like high school have like other extra snip, stuff like media. Yeah. yeah like songs yeah, and other yeah, yeah. things I really love audiobooks because my eyes gloss over on everything. Like, I have a really hard time visually focusing, Mm -hmm. but I have a really easy time with auditory focus. Yeah. And, like, it's, um, yeah, it's just easier. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to our second episode of The Pod. Uh... It's the same day as the previous episode, so we still don't have a name. We have ideas. <laughs> That's true. Uh, what were our yeah. ideas again? Do you remember them? Like, I make don't. it gay. Um, goldfish. Goldfish memory. memory. Goldfish brain. Goldfish brain. Uh, oh, wide-eyed gaze. Wide-eyed gaze. There was another one in there, too. I should have written them down, but we I We did didn't. write them, but we they're did. in our texts. Like, we have oh. to, like, control F That this, seems like basically. so much work. No, you just search in the whatever. Okay. Like, if you... But, I mean, none of them... I'm not... I'm we just don't not to just... tethered to any of them. I know. know. I know. Okay, anyways. Um, <laughs> sorry. No. To move us along. Um, again, I'm, I'm Gabby. And I'm Maff. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I talked over you saying No, it's all good. They know my name by now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think we're just going to jump right in. Uh, I really wanted to talk about Love Island and reality TV and um, all of that juicy goodness um, because I have a lot of thoughts and I don't want to like 
don't get me wrong, I love reality TV. I eat mm-hmm. that shit up. Mm-hmm. But I think it is so fucking toxic mm-hmm. and so manipulative. And to me, I find it incredible how people are so easily swayed by what they see like given to them in like an hour episode of tv you also work in tv so i feel like you have like a good perspective i think i have an insider perspective Mm -hmm. which helps me watch reality tv because i can watch it with like a grain of salt you know like Mm -hmm. i know how much work goes into constructing these narratives Mm -hmm. um and like yeah Anyway, so I'm just going to dive right in. Also, I want to preface this by saying Love Island has now finished. I have not watched all of Love Island. (laughs) I've watched like 40, like 45 out of the like 60 episodes, I think, which I think is enough. And I've kept up to date with like all the drama. I know. They release like episodes every single day um, for two months. Whoa. Yeah. So it's kind of wild. You, like, really get to know these people. So 60 episodes is just one season? Yeah. And they only do it (sighs) once a year. Oh, but that's, like, they've been doing it for a few years now, no? This was season eight. That's a lot of TV. Yeah. Whoa. It's, like, Big Brother, but... Yeah. So I'm going to give, like, the premise of Love Island, I think, because I think it might be... I don't want to, like, just jump in. Um, so basically how it starts is they put, like, five girls and five boys. It's all very hetero. Yeah. Most no, reality No, actually, I need this, too, because I literally don't know how it works. So okay. this is good for me, too. Okay, yeah. so how it works is they put these, like, five women and five men into a villa together. And, like, on the first day, they basically have to, like, the five girls will line up. And then the men will walk in one by one. And they will step forward if they're interested in the man. Mm-hmm. And then the man can choose whichever girl he wants to couple up with. Whoa. Even if they didn't step forward for him. So if he, like, decides, oh, I want to couple up with this girl who didn't say she was attracted to me, but I think she's super hot, he can choose her. So, now, the way Love Island works... <laughs> it's kind of insane. Um, but, and she has no... She can't say no? No, she can't say no. That's fucked up dude yeah continues yeah so well okay here's the thing so when when they're coupling up in love island that basically means they share a bed together and they're like getting to know each other but we all know what that means if the girl like in the beginning like okay this season was a little different because the public paired up people Oh. Um, so, like, people voted on who they thought should start the season together. Whoa. Which, to me, was really interesting, because people got, like, a say. Um, and I, I, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, all this, all this is to mean is, like, people get paired up with people that they're gonna share a bed with and, like, get to know. Mm-hmm. And then, throughout the course of the two months, they send in bombshells. Mm-hmm. So, like, every few days they'll send in, like, a really hot girl or, like, a really hot guy, and they're there to stir the pot up and, like, try and pull people away from other people. Mm. And then every few days, there are recouplings. So um, that means, like, you can either stay with your current partner or you can choose to partner up with somebody else in the villa. Because at the same time, all these people are, like, talking and flirting and getting to know each other and all that stuff. Um and, like, the drama is crazy. And you get these new people who come in and they're like, 
oh, I'm here for myself. I'm not a girl's girl. I'm, I'm a lad's lad. Um, but I'm here to f stir shit up. I'm not here for alliances or to make friends. I'm here to find the love of my life. And if that means ruining other people's lives, I'm going to do that. That was so good. <laughs> Thank that you was so much. so good. Wait. You have watched 45 episodes. Wow. I have. You really internalize that shit. I know. You kind of become one of them. But then what is the point of going in and being like, I'm here for myself? Like, what do you win money? I don't know. What is the yes. premise of this? So the winner of Love oh, Island okay. is like a couple and they'll win 50 pounds, 50,000 pounds each. Oh my God. <laughs> you were going to say 50, 50 pounds. Can you imagine you did all of that for like a hundred dollars some people would they're crazy they're i know like, okay no so fifty thousand pounds is like the entire thing but also Each. these people get yeah okay but these people get like mm, yes i don't okay. know whatever uh these people get so like popular right it's like bigger than too hot to handle like mm -hmm. like the winner of this season has like 2.5 million followers now like Holy. her career is set yeah. you know um and like the fifth place girl has like 1.1 million mm. So it's not like too hot to handle or like anything where like you get like maybe two million after like a few years. Like these people are walking out of the villa with two point five million followers that's in their crazy. hands. Like that's insane. Mm -hmm. Um anyways, yeah, so they're like sending people in constantly and then there's this bit in the middle of Casa of Love Island called Casa Amor, which basically what they do is they take whoever is in the villa, they send the girls away to a different villa. And they keep the boys in the original one. And then they send in, like, six new boys mm. to interact with the six girls to try and tempt them. And they send in six new girls into the original villa to tempt the new boy, the old boys. Okay. Uh, also, people get sent out of the villa. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you get, re if there's a recoupling and you're not chosen, mm -hmm. if there's, like, an uneven number, you're kicked out. Mm -hmm. um, and you can also, the public can also kick people out. Like, they can vote on who they like, and if they don't like you, like, you have, you're at risk. So, a lot of people get booted out, and then you, like, get a reshuffling, but a lot of the original people stay. Mm -hmm. There's just, like, a few that go away. But most of the original stay, a couple new bombshells stay, too. But generally, like, the later it on it gets into the season, like, the closer it gets to two months in, the less likely, as a bombshell, you are to stay. Mm -hmm. Because these people have, like, built... <laughs> stronger relationships but then you get to Casa more and shit hits the fucking fan mm -hmm. because you get like the girls who are being like pretty respectful in how they're like talking to these guys like they're like yeah we're dating like we're gonna not it's like not we're we're not gonna shut down these conversations necessarily some of them do but uh some of them are like yeah I'll like talk to this person to see if I have a better connection with them um so they'll do that the girls are generally pretty respectful and then you get the boys and I swear to God, these are the sex most sexist fucking pigs you've ever met. Like, you, they're telling their girls, like, their original girls that they're coupled up with, that they're like, oh, I'm all for you, babe. I, I've never felt this way about anybody. And they're, like, crying and, like, being, like, vulnerable and shit. And then they're like, well, I just have to test the waters. Like, I have to test the connection that I have with Paige and see if that's, like, really legit. And so they go make out with, like, four different girls as if they haven't just been solely seeing this one girl for, like, four weeks. Yeah. Every And mind you, like, everything in Love Island is fucking crazy. Like, it happens so fucking fast. But, like, A, they're on TV. B they are seeing each other every single day. Mm -hmm. Like, they're sleeping together. They're, like, talking to each other every day. So they're basically, like, in these committed relationships 
like, Mm. day three. So you get these boys who are like, oh, we're not exclusive, I'm testing, but so they're basically cheating. And that's the thing that, like, confuses me about Love Island. It's, like, the whole premise is, like, you're supposed to, like, not you're supposed to, but everybody tries to find, like, a better match, right? Which means, like, essentially you're all seeing each other, but then also you're, like, coupled up. So it's, like... Yeah, but the couple's... Aren't official, right? That's right, the right. Thing. But then, that's, but they but then kind it's like, of how become you... official. But, oh, yeah. But the thing is, is they can say to each other like, "We are exclusive." Or oh, we are, so like it, it got to a yeah. point in, within the season where a couple mm-hmm. of the couples were like, "Will you be my boyfriend? Will you oh, be my I girlfriend?" Get it. Okay, okay, okay. So they I was do get be like, like, what is the expectation? Because you're supposed to like yeah, see other people and also be partnered or like not or whatever. Yeah. So that's the thing with Casa Amor. So they send these people in, and then you can go in. So and you can choose to stay with your current couple. Okay. Like the one that you had before Castlemore yeah. or recouple. Right. Um and that causes shit, right? Like because right. people will recouple and then other people will not recouple. Right. And then they'll come back and they'll be like, shit, well what the fuck? Like I thought yeah. we had this thing and now you're back with some other dude or like you're back with like you're sitting yeah. with that some other chick. Yeah. And it's just fucking wild. So that's the premise that's of Love crazy. Island. That was really long-winded. No, um, that was good. I needed that. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, so yeah. now I'm gonna, like, break down the characters and the people within this season because I think the women in this season of Love Island were treated so horribly mm-hmm. by the other Love Island... by the Love Island men and also just people mm-hmm. in general. Um... And I think people are so hypocritical and quick to judge and so easily manipulated by the TV producers and gods. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so fucking transparent to me and I just don't understand how people are so... Like, they get so invested into these people's lives and it literally, like... does Like, why do you care that much? And it bothers me just how people treat these people like they aren't human beings. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's this one girl. Her name is Tasha. She is uh, the first contestant on Love Island to ever be deaf. Mm -hmm. And um, she got so much hate. Like, so, so much hate. Not because she's deaf, but just because she's, like, a pretty girl and she was, like, seeing other people. Mm -hmm. Um, And my issue was that the boys were also doing that. So, okay, I'm going to go back a little bit. Tasha and Andrew are paired up. They were paired up from day one, mm-hmm. and they, like, were, like, going through this whole journey basically together. But Tasha always communicated to Andrew, like, I'm going to go talk to this new boy who walked in. Is that okay with you? And he'd be like, yeah, for sure. Like, go do whatever you want, girl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then he would go run to his boys and be like, <laughs> Tasha is talking to another boy again. Like, oh fuck. And they'd be like, oh, fuck Tasha. And that's what, like, the internet was doing, too. They were like, I fucking hate Tasha. She's mm-hmm. such, like, a bitch. She's two-faced. She'll say to Andrew that, like, she like, really likes him. And then she'll go talk to Charlie. And I'm like yeah she's on a dating show and you're getting mad at her for dating Mm. like i'm sorry she's talking to these people but she's clearly communicated and to me that was what was crazy was people were getting so mad at her when she was communicating her boundaries and then people were like demonizing her for crying a lot or like breaking down but she has these boys bullying her in the Mm. fucking villa Mm. and like 
people on the internet are voting her as, like, the least favorite person. That's fucked. And she's just, like, so... And people are like, she's just so emotional. And I'm like, fuck, she's in this villa. She's the only deaf person here. She has to lip read. She's probably overwhelmed as fuck. Mm-hmm. She's just doing what every other guy and every other girl in this villa is doing, but for some reason is getting absolutely shitted on for it. And to me, I was just, like... Mind fucking boggling. Do you think it's like because she was like the hottest and like she they was were really trying like one to of like the hottest ones, yeah? And people were trying to like be mad at that, yeah, yeah. I think like that was part of it. And her dad literally like released a statement being like, Fuck. Tasha, like, is deaf, mm-hmm. like, that makes her experience of Love Island so different from everybody else's because she's constantly like having to navigate all these conversations mm-hmm. and like she has a cochlear implant but that like mm-hmm. gives her like 50 percent of mm-hmm. a conversation you know or something like that and i don't know it when what was crazy to me was how the internet turned in like mm-hmm. two seconds because i wanted to talk about the tasha hate before the internet shifted to tasha love mm-hmm. and so they love her now they love her now why because she like dedicated herself to Andrew basically oh, or like I don't even know break. like to yeah. be honest I thought they were cute from the get go sure, sure, sure. and sure she was exploring her options like yeah. why is that an issue two of the three dates that people blame her for or like get mad at her for she was forced to go on because the bombshells that walked in chose her right. to go on these dates with them right. she didn't have a choice like you can't say no okay so and, that's fucked up well, I know and so I'm like, why are people mad? And then she was flirting with them. Like, okay, big deal. She mm-hmm. was flirting with them. She's not in a relationship Although, with Andrew yet. It's the name of the game. I know. You know what I mean? It's like, fucking called Love Island. Literally. Like, she's allowed. Yeah. And I'm and sure people would have given her shit as well if she went on these dates and she was standoffish. Yeah. So what also changed is in Casa Amor, yeah. Andrew was a fucking dickhead. Yeah. And he went off and, like, sucked this other girl's, like, boobs and, like, <laughs> was, sure. like talking so much shit and when Tasha came back and she heard about this she like very much stood her ground and I think people were like oh Mm -hmm. you know like she can like defend herself and fight for herself and and then uh she and Andrew like worked their relationship back up or whatever but like Mm -hmm. the producers were clearly manipulating like Mm -hmm. what people were seeing they were like clearly portraying her in a bad light she was the tv villain until the internet was like oh, you know what? Actually, these guys in this villa that are, like, telling Tasha she's shit for, like, treating Andrews like garbage uh, are, like, actually probably not that great, you know, and, like, kind of bullies. Like, when people started turning on them and it, like, got ahead of what the game plan was for, like, the creators of Love Island, they were like, oh, shit, we need to, like, paint Tasha in a better light. So they started doing that and people started to love Tasha. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's that Tasha. Sense. Okay. Now let's talk about Paige. Okay. Because Paige had, like, the opposite journey Mm -hmm. in that people loved Paige Mm -hmm. for, like, the first five weeks. And then I don't know what the fuck happened because, like, they turned on her so fast and I hadn't gotten to the point where they, like, turned on her. I stopped watching, like, before that because I hadn't caught up and it just finished. But now people, like, don't like her. They're like, she gives me, like, mean girl vibes from, like, high school. It just feels all, like, it's so arbitrary, like, what is the like or dislike of these people. Like, it changes on a dime. Yeah. You know, which I guess is the point, right? Yeah. Well, it's so contrived, and it's Mm. so intentional. And, okay, so what happened with Paige is she was with Jax, 
Jax in Casa Amor was the absolute worst out of all of the boys. He was like, I need to test this connection that I have with Paige, so I'm going to make out with all of these girls Mm -hmm. as if we haven't been, like, seriously talking and I haven't, like, told her, like, my deepest, darkest secrets that she hasn't, like, you know, like, they're Mm -hmm. basically dating at that point, and it was just rude. Like, you can talk to new people, you can have conversations, you don't need a suck face (laughs) for, like, hours, you know? Um... So, but when he he came back, he chose to stay coupled up with Paige, and Paige chose to stay coupled up with Jax, um, and then the girl that he was sucking face with in Casa Amor was like, oh no, Jax and I had a thing, and Paige was like, what the fuck? fuck. So people were still on Paige's side for that, but then, then Adam comes in. He's a bombshell. He's a bombshell, mm-hmm. and... Um, Paige is, like, talking to Adam because she's pretty pissed at Jax. She's not really forgiving him, which, good for fucking her. She gets to a point where she kind of forgives him, but at this point, he's, like, so down, he decides to leave the show because he's like, I'm just not mentally in the place where I need to be, and I'm not, like, I need to leave. This is not a good environment for me. So he leaves. Mm. Um, And after that intense environment I yeah Yeah. but he was also such a shithead and I'm like Mm, I mean I guess like I'm being hypocritical because I'm like the people judge these women so harshly and I'm like these men are assholes but also I mean like the shoe fits like (laughs) (laughs) like the thing is is like people are turning on the women for like reasons that don't make sense to me and like the men are just garbage Mm -hmm. like they're just plainly like making out with these girls and expecting everything to be fine so adam comes in Jax leaves adam and Paige start hitting it off they like get close they start dating you know now people hate Paige, mm. and Jax on the outside he's like on his social media again because all of this happens live like I don't know they have I, their phones they have their oh. not in the villa okay but they have them outside so oh, Jax now right. is like cultivating his audience he's like working right. he's like talking about the show while it's mm-hmm. still happening. Mm-hmm. So you have people like turning on Paige while she's in there, unaware, talking to Adam. And um, I don't know, it's just fucking crazy to me. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me. Uh, I mean, I've heard she was like flirting with this other boy and like, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen it, so I don't really know. I can't comment on it. But to me, it's just so crazy how people will turn on this like on like a woman so quickly Mm -hmm. and now people are all for Jax like they love him they're like I feel so bad for Jax like he deserves better like Paige is now on the outside with Adam and like he just has to see them and I feel so bad for him and I'm like uh he dug his own grave Mm -hmm. he got that shovel out of the shed and was like digging it yeah you know and people like I just don't understand. I don't understand. And people hate her. And I'm like, <laughs> so does Gus. Gus does too. Gus hates Paige. Yeah. No, Gus supports Paige. No, yes, yeah, yeah. The, Gus is a feminist. That was a for, um, <laughs> for Jax. Yes. For Jax. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So ugh. that's a lot of layers. I know. Whoa. So, that's, like, my Love Island spiel, mm-hmm. and I think, like, <laughs> it just goes into reality TV in general on how, like, 
they can literally edit the show. Like, they have 24 hours a day of footage, and they edit that down into 55-minute episodes. Obviously, they're creating conversations. They are, like, there's a reason why on shows like Love is Blind and uh, Love Island, they have cups with, like, Mm. not clear cups, so you can, can, like, you can't tell when the time. Um, They're, like, rearranging conversations. I once, like, as a project in university, like, as an assignment, I had to recut an episode of a reality TV show, and we basically could do whatever the fuck we wanted and I literally created a plot out of nothing Mm -hmm. and like the producers are like okay now start yelling at this person you know and like what who's to say that doesn't happen in the show like obviously like who's to say they're not going into these interviews like in the little beach huts where they do their one-on-one like in from I thought that was thunder Mm -hmm. like informational interviews or whatever those are called I don't know um and they're like telling them what to say You know, like, they're probably creating drama. They're, like, basing the show on what viewers are, how viewers are reacting. And it's just so... Well, it's kind of like, yeah, puppeteering, like, what you would do with characters on a fiction show. But it's just kind of like reality has this, like, flair of, oh, this person also exists outside of Mm -hmm. the show. But I always think, like, they're, like, you're kind of still playing, like, a caricature of yourself. Yeah, outside of the show too. Yeah, like on social media, right? They like, definitely are. I feel like you have to to remain. Yeah, to maintain some kind of sanity. But the hard part is when the producers have so much say in what that character ends up being, and mm-hmm. now you also have the pressure of like acting that out to right. give the semblance of like authenticity. Yeah, even if it's not authentic to you, it has to stay like authentic to authentic to the plot line because the plot line is all viewers know. Like they don't know you yeah. outside of that context, so. Yeah, that's so true. And I feel like sometimes people do come out of the villa and they're like, or like even Too Hot to Handle was the same thing. It's like kind of a similar show. Um, And they like try and rectify like the damage. Mm -hmm. Or I mean, if they had a very favorable image, then I guess they'll try and keep that up. But like, they'll like go on podcasts or they will like put out statements being like, I was... misportrayed you know like how they're like on love is blind people are like trying to start a lawsuit against the show and i'm like that's great but i also don't know how successful you're gonna be because of all the contracts you signed like these reality tv producers have the ins and outs and like they know what to do how to make these contracts so these people are bound and like they cannot Mm -hmm. be held liable for how they're portrayed um totally so yeah do you think that like I mean, I guess for a lot of them, they, at least going into it, they think, like, whatever happens, it's worth, like, the fame Mm -hmm. I get out of this. But I'm sure, like, there must be some people who regret it, too. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, especially, I don't know. I can't imagine a world where that would be something that I would want to do. And, like, I'm sure, obviously, there are people who, like, Mm -hmm. want to do that. And I guess, like... I don't know. I'm sure there are people who regret it, though. I think it's really hard to be, like, to have strangers, thousands to hundreds of thousands to millions of yeah. them, commenting on, like, who you are as a person mm-hmm. and the morality of, like, your choices. Yeah. And it all happens, like, in a second. Yeah. And like, it's not you don't get time do. to adjust. Yeah. Even whatever you do could be, like portrayed a different way so Mm -hmm. you might think that you're doing something like with the right intentions and the right impact but yeah 
Yeah. That's rough. I don't think I could do it. I I joked when we were watching The Circle yeah. a bunch during lockdown. Like, I joked. I'd be like, I'd be so good at The Circle, but, like, I would never want to actually go on. I think it'd be, yeah. like, it'd be too intense. Yeah. And I even think The Circle is one of the better ones in terms of, yeah. like, how, like, public reception or, like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's less of you interacting with other people or, yes. like, you get more of, like, the person behind the scenes. Yeah. And you can, like, literally play anybody that you want and make yeah. up a character. Um, but even still. What I do think... you think... Yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, what do you think of, like, Big Brother, where they put that camera on them, like, 24-7? And I actually, I'm going to be honest with you, I've not watched a single episode of Big Brother. Like, Me neither. I don't really fully know what the premise is. I, I know that either. there are some, like... It's basically they're, like, stuck in a house with each other. Yeah. They don't have any phones or access to the outside world. Um, they, there are some competitions, like actual games that yeah. they physically play, and then they get to vote each other off, mm-hmm. but also part of Big Brother is, like, beyond the episodes, there's also, like, a 24-7 camera, like, it's a live stream, Yeah, like anyone can go and can watch oh. it, and I remember when I was in high school, I had friends who were, like, so invested in Big Brother they would keep the live stream up, like, as they were sitting for, like, exams or whatever. They would just have the live stream up because you would catch things that, like, right, you know, only you would have seen if you were on there at that point. And that's the whole point. It's, like, Big Brother's always watching you. Like, someone's always watching mm. you. And I get it, but I'm also, like, it's fucking terrifying. Or seven. We've literally created zoo animals out of humans. Yeah. And, like, we put them on TV for our yeah. entertainment. And they say yes, but, like, you don't know what that's like till you're in it. Mm-hmm. And then when you're in it, I feel like it actually changes you a little bit. Even if not permanently sure, whatever. But, like, yeah. while you're in there, it's psychologically, like, mindfuck. Yeah. You know? No, it's gotta be. Like, especially on all these reality TV shows where, like, they don't have cameramen Mm -hmm. and they've just got, like, these cameras set up. Right. Like, I feel like you probably, you forget, but you also don't. Yeah. And, I don't know, it it has to be a mindfuck. And I know, like, on season two of Love is Blind, Danielle and what's his name? Nick? I don't know, her husband. Yeah, Like, they've come out saying they regret going on the show. Oh, yeah. Um, The way that they were portrayed was also, like... Yeah. Really intense. Really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I think anybody would be upset about that portrayal. And I think, like, the thing with Love is Blind is they seem so, like, regular, most of these people. Like, they seem, they're not, like, intensely, like, incredibly hot people. Right, right, right. Um, right. That, it's I don't just, know. Yeah. You know what's funny, too, is, like, we always have reality TV shows around, like, relationships which i mean i'm not surprised because like even outside of reality tv like media in general right like music shows tv like uh, movies books like all these things are like very the most some of the most popular iterations of them are focused around romantic love sex relationships whatever but like I don't know. I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah. Like, I get it. I'm also invested, but... <sighs> I think because there's just so much, like, drama there. Yeah. You get so much conflict, like... But that's a thing. Like, what does that say about us and, like... I know. You know, the fact that we're all so 
used to just romantic relationships being just like shit storms you're right you're right and like the thing is is i have all these criticisms and yet i know i'm still gonna watch like the next season of love island i'm still gonna watch every fucking reality tv show that comes out because they're just so like entertaining but you're right like we do like have a certain expectation of like oh these are gonna be like absolute drama filled like all these romantic relationships are gonna be like shit like hits the fan you know and honestly what you just said also about like you're gonna keep watching i feel like i'm very similar like even with like whatever the circle when we watched those gajillion seasons of it even though after a while we were like this isn't even like that good anymore because it's like it gets repetitive (laughs) but i was like i'm still gonna watch the next one but for the first time ever the one reality tv thing i watched where i was like i've had enough of this was the kardashians yeah because well for them specifically it's like i think i was doing this double think of like being like i hate their egregious wealth i think this is so slimy i hate everything they talk about like this is all about nothing there are real problems in the world like whatever whatever but i would still like watch some of it to be like oh my god what are they gonna do about this like what is this person gonna say about that and then i think i got like five episodes deep and i was like i really can't anymore it was actually i'll tell you what did what was my last draw it was this episode where kylie and chris go to Trader Joe's yeah. and they're talking about how it's like so cute that they're doing like a normal thing they're going grocery shopping together oh my and God. that actually gave me <laughs> nausea that I was like I cannot watch this anymore and that was the thing that did it for me that turned it off yeah but I guess with like also reality shows in this context it's like it's like normal people right right and they're like you get to see how it plays out so you feel a kind of like you're like that could have been my friend that could have been me that could i know whatever. that's the thing because like, the way that keeps it going yeah, yeah they're normal people and then they're not you yes. know yeah, yeah, yeah and i think like it makes it feel accessible mm-hmm. um and it also because of the way it's set up makes you feel like you as an audience member have a say and that the whole premise is that you get to like comment like that's how it's set up mm-hmm. everyone who goes in knows that like you're an active participant almost of like how it's gonna roll out yeah but i can't do these fucking like kardashians anymore like i can't do anything like along the lines of that anymore for reality tv i can only do these like game show type because it is yeah it's virtually a game show right yeah 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 Yeah. it is it's like squid games (laughs) oh i didn't watch squid games either oh really yeah Oh. I know. I, I mean, watched... it's not like Squid Games, because Squid Games is like, oh my god. Yeah, but I've heard. Very good. But... I mean, even with Squid Games, it's like, it's social commentary Yeah. in the it's... form of, like, reality it's TV. It's like commenting on the reality yeah. TV. Yeah. 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 I had any more points. I mean, if, like, while you look for your points, something that I was also thinking about is, like, even just, um, reality TV is kind of the, the high production version of it, but we kind of have a lo-fi version of that uh whatever just through like influencers and influencers yeah Yeah. is that not you know like we comment we determine how liked they are we Mm -hmm. determine their scandals we determine their like income all this shit yeah like that's yeah i would never want to be an influencer me neither um I say as we're, like, making this podcast. But well, I but mean, we're like, not. I'm second, not trying to be an influencer. Like, just to <laughs> make it clear to every single person. Like, please I, do not follow me on Instagram, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to be private. Like, yeah. good luck. Like, it's not... We'll be declining your follows. Yeah. Um, I'm just not looking to, like, actually, beyond, like, what I opt into, have my life be commented on. Exactly. More than like, what I'm... 
it there these people are monetizing their lives and yeah. we talked a little bit about this in New York but it scares me like the longevity for these people but also just how we've like created a consumerism lifestyle related I, that's not what I'm trying to say I don't know what I'm trying to no, say. It's okay. I feel you're getting I feel like you're in, in the, the, in the nebula bubble. of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean general like even okay, literally using this as an example, this is me being too lazy to write an essay or even mm-hmm. film a video essay. So I'm just doing it in conversation with you. Yeah. But there are like hard limits and I feel like the influence like I know an influencer, like people know influencers who are like it is strictly their job. It doesn't mean that it doesn't trickle into their lives how could it not you are part of your brand but they've made their brand into a business that is also a little bit separate from them yeah like it's not just based on their identity it's also like their skills their hobbies what they have to like offer you in terms of like knowledge creativity community that's not just tethered to like who they are and everything they do yeah and their vlogs are like strictly story times or their videos are all like come and see my life like if all your content is just about you your life you as a person what you like your friends your family whatever then like how could it you can't separate those things anymore Mm -hmm. and then your like livelihood is dependent on like how entertaining you are as a person and how entertaining your life is not a product you create not a service you offer yeah that gets really fucked, like, really yeah. fast. And I think, like, you know. it's also an issue with audiences because people don't see that distinction or that separation between, like, people, like, these individuals, who they really are versus who they are and who their brand is. Mm-hmm. Um, and people, like, conflate the two and assume that this brand, this person, this person's brand is who they are mm-hmm. so then they get like a, a invested and attached to these people and they get mad when people stray from that and when they make mm-hmm. different content and it's just it goes back to reality tv with like me being like mind boggled how people can't see through that and why like why do people get so attached to these people they don't know mm-hmm. um i can understand like loving someone and loving to watch their videos mm-hmm. and liking what they post but you can't really get mad at someone for growing up and growing out of it or you know i don't know it's also like with i don't know if you've seen recently it's like those the tiktok lesbian breakups that everyone is so emotional over and people are like I don't believe in love yeah, anymore. Fuck that. And I'm like, yeah. fuck off. Like, yeah, yeah, you do. It's you know what? The same thing also happened. I don't know if you were around for this, but the there was this like 2016 lesbian YouTuber breakup. It was like just the big names. It was like yeah, Shannon yeah. Kimmy, Ali and Stevie, like it yeah. was whatever. Um, and I remember at that point, like everyone kind of being the same, like love is dead, like mm-hmm. sobbing, crying, whatever. And honestly, I remember even I got emotional watching one of those videos mm-hmm. being like, oh, no, like all this stuff, whatever. But it's like, it's one thing when we were in an age when that was like kind of like the first representation we had of people's yeah. authentic lives. And like, as it relates to queerness and your identity, whatever, it's another thing to be in 2022 gay shit everywhere you turn left right and center 
lesbian couples everywhere. Like, I'm sh- I'm not saying that you can't find representation in these specific couples, but I'm just yeah. saying that like it's it's not even as rare as it used to be. That so like yeah, relinquish the yeah. you know yeah. Um, I also find like people who monetize their relationships. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that is dangerous territory. Yeah. And that you're inviting, like, so many people into your relationship and to have opinions and to have, like, I don't know. Like, the same with Chris and Ian. Yeah. Who, like, when they broke up and everybody was devastated and Mm -hmm. I feel like that must make everything so much harder. Mm -hmm. And that would have made their relationship harder, too, because now you're not only balancing your emotions and your feelings in relation to this person that you're with, but you're also balancing the relation, like, how other millions of people feel about your relationship. Like, nobody should have to deal with that kind of... Dude, it's just... Yeah. Influence. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Yeah, Or, like... Impact? Yeah. Yeah. It's just very... Or, like, effect... It's just very... I don't know... I haven't lived through it, whatever. Like, I don't judge people who think that this is, like, a good decision for them or they want to, like, capitalize on it. Yeah. But I do think that we do see patterns of, like, when your business is tied to your relationship. And I mean this even out... Literally, I will say this outside of influencer culture as well. Don't do business with your partner. Mm-mm. Bottom line. But then also, don't do business with your partner and add cameras to it. Yeah. Like, I feel like these things are very high stakes in a way that, like, you're not just, you know, it's not just about, like, the relationship anymore, your care for each other, your interest in each other, your love for each other. It becomes, like, how consumable is what you show to people, like... or like you might have like money riding on this right that'll cost it one of the lead causes divorce i know this my parents are divorced i know this shit inside about one of the lead causes of divorce across every nation statistically whatever is money like conversations around money financial like decisions together and we are lying to ourselves if we pretend like money is not part of this conversation it's not one of the stressors i'm sure for some people it's maybe not a factor but I have a really hard time imagining it's, like, never a fact, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I will say, like, uh, to your point of, like, don't go into your business into business with your partner at all, I think my parents are, like, just, like, a They're different... Like, yeah. But I, I would only say this because I think you need, like, years yes. yeah, of yeah, a yeah, basis yeah, yeah. of a relationship where you, like, yeah. have communicated, you've established boundaries you've like you know where you stand money wise and you can like start to think about that yeah also they've been they've been married a gajillion years yeah yeah so i think like at that point you can consider it before that point it's a no for me and it was also like a thing that they could go into because they were trying it out it wasn't like they were like giving up everything they've ever done ever and like everything was riding on this and the thing with these cameras too is people start posting this so innocently or like oh I'm just gonna post like cute videos of my partner but then they start to blow up and they're like oh this is fun and instead of just like pumping the brakes and being like maybe not Mm -hmm. uh they continue to feed into it and they continue to snowball and then they make a business out of their relationship and then it's just like your relationship can't be a business Mm -hmm. your relationship is your relationship and it should be for you and your partner to enjoy Mm -hmm. and like love and if you want to do something together at a certain point um 
and you feel like you're at a point where you can do that, to me, like, that isn't an issue. It's when you've, like, monetized your relationship. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine how, like, mm-hmm. difficult that would be. Also, like, family vloggers and, like, people with their oh, kids and whatever. Oh, my like, God. I have so... That, I take so much issue with that. That's gonna, like, do... So- and we... You know what? Like, I am sure that people can argue many different sides of this. Fine. But the we are actually not giving enough attention to this in the sense that, like, there are very popular family vloggers, like, people who vlog their kids, people who, um, whatever, like, will vlog their relationships, record all these things that, like, there's so many of them. They're so rampant, common, popularized that it's, like, we actually need to make a little bit more room for the criticism of them and for the like critical analysis of them. I don't think anyone is like morally inherently corrupt for any of this. Like Mm -hmm. I don't honestly also, especially with like a really uh, precarious economy, I understand wanting to like make as much income capitalize on these opportunities when you can. But I'm just saying that like, I think it's time to also, and it's been time to a little bit, you know, engage in some critical analysis of, like, where is the line between when this becomes harmful to you and your relationships and your communities and your families? Yeah. And where is it, like, when, how can you cash in, sure, or, like, make use of this opportunity, but then also know maybe when to, like, walk away from it or, like, when to, how to have your different boundaries around it because people will go and go and go and go want more and more and more and more and now you've like ended up in this place that you're like I don't even know how I got here yeah to be honest I think children should just not exist on the internet like I don't think that is safe we don't have enough we don't know what's going to happen to these kids who grew up as like these family vloggers children I bet they're going to be all sorts of fucked up like I just I can't we don't know what's yeah. in store for them. And also, I saw, like, this TikTok the other day. <laughs> Me with, like, referencing TikTok for every single no, point it's that okay. I made. I mean, it's... But yeah. it was, like, this mother who was, like, I posted this TikTok of my daughter who was, like, 10 or something. And it did, like, decently well. And it got, like, I don't know, let's say 2,000 likes. Mm-hmm. But then it had 10,000 saves. That's fucked up. And... I'm like, yeah. yeah. And that was just, like, a video that, like, did, like, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine now with these family vloggers who have, like, all, like, mm-hmm. who have, have an abundance of success. Right. Where these images and videos of their children are going is mm-hmm. terrifying to me. Yeah, and I think part of it is also, like, whatever, you, like, post a picture of your baby or, like, a cute video or whatever. Like, it's not that you can't ever share your relationship or your family or whatever Mm -hmm. but it's when it's this constant churning out of content when it's this constant like media in that and you're also monetizing off of it that things get really blurry really quick in terms of like you know well people are monetizing off of their children and to me i'm like are you allocating that money for your children no you're probably keeping that for yourself and even if you're allocating it for your children even then you have got to draw lines around like how often you do this Mm -hmm. who is seeing this like you don't know yeah do you know danny cimarelli like do you know the the cimarelli's Cimarelli's? yeah okay so she 
quit Cimarelli. Oh, wait, I know her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's really popular on TikTok right now. Yeah, but, she yeah. is. She's been, so, but I've been following her on, like, YouTube for, right. like, a couple of years now, and I think she just always has really good, like, takes on things. She, like, she basically has talked about, like, growing up on the internet and yeah. how that has messed her up a yeah. lot, and how it was not a great experience, how, uh... Like, even though she had, like, a ton of money from a kid, she, like, mm-hmm. didn't know how to save it and, like, spent it all. And I don't know. I think her videos are all really good, and I think she has a very interesting story, but she's, like, one of those kids who grew grew up, literally, like, from, like, 10 on the internet and how that was a scary place to be. And I feel like, as a parent, her parents could have done a better... Not to comment on her parents, obviously, no, but, but, like... This is also the thing, like, we are just starting now to right. hear about the adult accounts of these, of kids, these kids, because, like, when did you, YouTube, whatever, like, really blew up in maybe what, maybe what, like, 2009, like, yeah. started, like, lifting off, and then yeah. so only in the last decade, right, did, or were these, like, kids just growing, growing up. up now, yeah. and they're only in their, maybe what, early 20s, like, yeah. mid, late 20s, like, these people are just for the first time telling us about what their experiences were. And at the same time that like slowly but surely it's coming out of the woodwork, like we're getting an exponential like increase in this content just Mm -hmm. because we haven't yet put enough of a critical lens on it. I don't know. And people say this all the time about what like cancel culture. It doesn't actually like people still have entire empires. They're not actually canceled. They have money. They have connections. They like, you know, just because you decide you hate them one day and they like stop, they fall off the face of the earth doesn't mean that like they're gone. Doesn't mean they're gone. Doesn't mean that they're even changed. Right. And so like we we're kind of waking up to some of these things that it's like the internet isn't real, but at the same time we can't dismiss like the impacts it's like real life impacts i think of fucking do you remember tanacon oh my god do you know what i mean like yeah that was a real thing that happened as a result of i'm kind of sure tana herself or like sometimes influencers themselves like not being able to see their real world impact because it's so disconnected. Yeah. I don't blame them. Like, how could you? Literally, you know, Brittany Broski mm-hmm. was making a video about how a bunch of people showed up to the Rosalia concert because she was there and, like, saying hi to her and, like, recognizing that, like, she has the impact of, like, saying that, like, I'm going to a concert and people, and people being there her. for her. Like, yeah. not even for Rosalia. Or, like, maybe oh for, Rosalia, for Rosalia, too. But, like, yeah, also to see her. And it's, like... How would you know that? You do forget that, like, people, like, millions of people are seeing this video. It's designed for you to forget that millions of people are seeing this video. You're not supposed to remember. Yeah. It's supposed to feel exactly what we say, like, parasocial. And so when you kind of, like, break this fourth wall, yeah, it's really, I think, a wake-up call for a lot of people. Like, Tenacon being, like, a literal thing that people showed up to. At a convention center that was booked. Yeah. But, and not just, like, this, like, imaginary little fantasy where everything works out because that's the only thing you ever see. You never see the behind the scenes. You never see the planning. You just see it. One day it appears. It's yeah. there. And then as an influencer, you think it'll just sort itself out. I yeah. have the people for it. But, like, yeah, no, dude. <laughs> that shit isn't the real world. You are in your box. And that's okay. Yeah. But you have to remember that. Or somebody, it's like. Somebody has to remind you that because the app is not going to remind you that. The app's job is to make you forget that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Fuck, sorry. Just really went on a hole. drop the mic. Wow. I just, like, we're not even, you know what I mean? Like, we're not even anybody, and the internet has had such an impact on me already in the way that I've grown up and seen myself and interacted with other people that I cannot imagine what it'd be like. And, like, Like, imagine, okay, so we had Instagram in, what, 2012? Yeah. So we were, like... I was like in grade ten, I yeah. think, when inst- when I got Instagram, Me too. and nice. already like I feel like that has completely like impacted the way I see myself, the way I see totally. other people. I can't imagine growing up with that, like as a kid and like knowing like all your friends are on Instagram or like Visco or mm-hmm. TikTok. Mm-hmm. I I think having TikTok as a t- teen would be awful. Yeah, <laughs> I I agree. I think there are a lot of also parallels between um, Tumblr and TikTok. But I actually think that Tumblr, because it followed such a written format and it was content creation in ways that actually very rarely were video format, it had a little bit of a different vibe to it. I mean, mind you, Tumblr has done its own damage. We all know. We all know. I'm not saying it was better by any means. It did its own fucking damage. I'm just saying this, like, video content piece means that we are moving very not discreetly into this world of, like, aesthetics. Yeah. In a way that, like, Tumblr was also aesthetics, but we knew it's, like, collage aesthetics. You set up your camera. Yeah. You take a very specific aesthetic photo. It's about the outfit. It's kind of about, like, the vibe. It's about how you edit Mm -hmm. it. But TikTok is on your blog. Personality, yeah. Yeah, TikTok is personality. I mean, I guess so was Tumblr. It's really hard. I feel like every single generation could do this and be like, back in my day, whatever. But like, yeah. I'm but not I saying one's like better or worse. When I'm just you're, saying this is the. Yeah. I don't know. On Tumblr, you can like market like funny little like sayings. You know, like you could yeah. just like post something funny, or like make a cute picture, and like it would do well. You didn't really have to commit much of your. You didn't have to say much about yourself. You didn't have to like ex- like explain expose much of who you yeah. are. You could be totally anonymous well, and be yeah. famous. Whereas now on TikTok, you lose that anonymity. You lose any sense of like privacy, and you become you are marketing your personality. Mm-hmm. And I some would I'm literally I hate saying this. Don't play devil's advocate. Like some would argue that like you could still have jokey things on TikTok and, like, you could still do that format. But then my counter-argument to that as well is just that, like, but so many fewer people are doing that kind of content and so many yeah. more people. And the most popular people are the ones who have who create content based off of their lives and their personality. Yeah. So it still ends up being kind of this, like, disproportionate focus on who you are, your brand. Yeah. 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 Fuck. All from reality TV. From Love Island vibes. Love Island. Do you want to? Is the yeah? Is there anything else that you want to say about Love Island? Tell, no. Is, are you? I, you're not done yet, right? You have 15 more episodes. Yeah, I, I might, might watch, watch them. Might not. I already know who wins. So, um, I like who won. It was a bombshell who won. Actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. How do you keep up with like the discourse about it? Just like what you see on TikTok. Yeah. Mm. And, and like I follow all of them. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, I don't follow all of them, but I follow some of them. I'll probably unfollow them once I finish the show. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I get like Love Island TikToks mm-hmm. quite frequently, and I also listen to like I follow this one YouTuber, Maddie Drawsbeck. Mm-hmm. Love her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she also does like a podcast where she comments on Love Island at the end nice. of her every episode. Nice. So that's also how I was keeping up with like the nice new stuff. Day. <laughs> that's so 
lot of my friends watch Love, watch Love Island. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's addictive. One other thing I was just going to say real quick is I, I think last year, unfollowed a lot of people off of Instagram. Like, a lot. Like, basically just kept, like, businesses I wanted to buy shit from and, like, my friends and, like, a few other people. I think since I've definitely followed some more, like, celebrities and influencers or whatever. But I've still tried to keep it, like, low and intentionally go through it once in a while. Because I found that especially as we've moved more towards, like, this, like, aesthetic vibe and this, like, five to nine routine or, like, day in the life of. It's, like, actually it had an impact on genuinely, like, my self-esteem and, like my self-worth and thinking about like am I doing life the right way am I do I look cute enough you Mm -hmm. know thin enough gay enough whatever like all these things that are like I don't give a shit but when it's in my face every day yeah you start giving a shit just because that's how it's designed yeah right like it's supposed to be in your face every day that like you have to keep thinking about it and now you're like should I am I do I but it's like these things that I otherwise don't question, don't care about, feel good about, but when it's, like, literally in your face all the time. And, like, shut, like, specifically, what, I didn't know, there's literally no point saying names, but, like, a very, like, popular influencer, very, like, hot, sexy, cutesy, like, has every perfect aesthetic ever, like, beautiful home. I mean, this is literally all of them, right? Like, you, beautiful home, great partner, great life, like, all this shit that you, like, look at it and you're, like, every outfit you wear is a new outfit and it's beautiful Mm -hmm. and it's expensive and every time you're in any video or photo even when you're like messy or like chilling at home or lounging or whatever you still look like impeccable and like I don't so should I like how do I it's almost like you start viewing yourself constantly from this like consumerist perspective yeah if I, sh- I'm going to put on my cute pajamas and I'm going to make my hair look cute and I'm going to wear makeup even though nobody's home. Sometimes you can do all those things because it feels good for you. Yeah. But I think I was approaching a part, a stage where I was like, am I doing this for me? Yeah. Or do I just have this like camera on me at all times in my head? I've definitely just, been there. Yeah. Yeah. Wiped all of them off my feet. I was like, I can't look at you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I definitely did that. I don't even, like, scroll on Instagram. Like, I go I go through people's stories, like, of my friends, but yeah. then I'm kind of done. I don't go through, like, yeah. posts anymore. Instagram is kind of dead, too, huh? It is kind of dead. dead. Yeah. 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 I was, I was even thinking about, like, TikTok recently. I'm like, this is really bad for me. Like, yeah, me too. I'm on this app way no, too much. me too. Should we go on a... I'm not going to do it. I was thinking, <laughs> should we go on a cleanse? But I'm going to be like, I'm just going to lie to you. Be like, I'm going to go on today. Fully, like, as I'm scrolling. <laughs> You know. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not lying to you right now. Is the me like yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now that, that I will lie to you if I tell you I'm going off of it. Unless I genuinely, I feel like the only way I go off of apps is when I actually go off of it and then I don't talk about it. Does that make sense? When I'm talking about it, it means I'm still on that app. Like yeah. I am still. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I got distracted because I no, I was okay. like I'm so warm right now. It's because the AC's off. Yeah. I remember the AC's off. Oh, song of the week. Yes. Um, okay, so my song of the week is not a new song that I've, like, recently been listening to. Um, it's another song that I've been loving alongside uh, the Maggie Rogers album, which I just talked about in our last episode, but I can't talk about that again. We're in our horse girl era. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, and the song is like a song that I grew up kind of listening to because my mom loved it. Um, and like I know it and we used to like play it all the time, but I didn't really appreciate it back then. And I was like listening to a lot of Brazilian music because my mom's Brazilian. Um, and this like came back up on shuffle and I was like, oh my God, this is so good. Um, the song is called uh, Maria de Verdade by Marisa Monte and it's so good. So good. I'm going to add it to the Slaylist playlist. Add it to Slaylist playlist. Yeah. Is that the song you played in No, that's a different one. But that one also was like a childhood one that Mm -hmm. was really good. That one's good. I really like that one. Yeah. Mine is, I think it's called Persuasion. That new song that SZA's featured on. I was literally listening to that today. It's so good. That one's good. That one's very vibey. I forget. I forget who the. Uh, Hold on. Yeah, yeah, thank you. That one's a good one. It's. Uh, Dochi, yeah, Dochi, I think. With three eyes. Yeah, Dochi, persuasive with SZA. So So good. good. She's so persuasive, the marijuana. (laughs) She's so flirtatious, literally. I was like, you said it all. There's nothing else for me to say. It's just very fun, fresh, flirty, like, summer. Yeah. I love, like, we're, you know... We got the deluxe album from SZA, but like, yeah. I'm I'm ready for more still. Like, I'm still, I would love more from her, and I would love anything and everything that she sends my way. So, <laughs> when I saw this, I was like, no fucking way. And yeah. then it was just as incredible as everything she does. But yeah, um, yeah love this one. Yeah. Very summer, very it's poppy very for the girls. OVO Fest was this weekend. What is that? It's like Drake's thing. Oh. Yeah. I love me some champagne poppy. I know, guys. It's like my one chronically like Toronto man thing. <laughs> I just love him. Like him, whatever. But like just ever since CLB, like Certified Lover Boy, yeah. I have a newfound appreciation for Drake in a mm-hmm. way that I didn't before. Mm-hmm. But CLB is truly a lyrical masterpiece. The rest of them are like, they're good, they're fine, there's some gems on every album. But CLB as a whole, legacy album. Right. Like, pink print Nikki legacy album levels. Not damn Kendrick levels, but almost. <laughs> like, almost. Sorry, that was my little... Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Love SZA. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that vine? <laughs> Do you remember that vine? <laughs> I was like, is that your face? I miss Vine. Vine yeah, was, Vine was so a pure good. beam uh, of light I know. on the internet. Speaking of internet things, like, Vine. Go Vine. Because yeah. in six seconds, you're not sharing a per- Like, you are sharing your personality, but you just, you just be funny. You just have a joke. I know. Vine, it was, it was push, shove, kill, yeah. survival of the fittest. You <laughs> had to be fucking funny to be on Vine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, road work right. ahead I <laughs> sure, sure hope it does like I'm still quoting like Freesha Vodka I that was the one in my brain you've literally heard it in my brain Freesha Vodka do <laughs> what was the other one was... the one that was like ugh, the, that, stop like... I could have dropped my cross sucker <laughs> that was good too why did I make that oh face, did you see that one it's like uh, it's like Beyonce. She's like, bring the beat in, and then someone brings a beat on a plate into the. <laughs> or that other one, 
that one where that couple's like making out. Oh my and god, it's like, yes. You can't do this here or something like that. Yeah, or, yeah. Man, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was so good. Or, what up? I'm Jared, I'm 19, and I never fucking learned how to read. <laughs> that was good. That one's good. I quote that one regularly. Because it's. Like, what up? I'm Gabby, I'm 19, and I never, never fucking learned how to read. Yeah. Jared represented all of us before we even were 19. <laughs> he knew. He knew. And after. It would resonate. And after. <laughs> well after. Well after. Yeah. Somebody bring back Vine. Or let's all just start making six second TikTok videos in the style of Vine yeah. and never acknowledging it and yeah. just shifting, shifting the culture. culture. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. Let's do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. That's your challenge for this week. Mm-hmm. All viewers, just make Vine style TikToks. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Well, um, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed this episode. This yeah. was way longer than I thought this was going to be. That's like okay. earlier today, I was like, this Love Island episode's going to be a short no, one. No, I knew. It was not. I knew. <laughs> Um, let us know if you want more of Gabby's Love Island reactions. <laughs> Personally, I'm okay with making it a segment, so we can make it a segment. I mean, there's not going to be much content to work with now that the show is over. Oh, you're not going to watch the extra? I will. Okay, so... so I, I, we've got, like, another episode yeah, 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 yeah. of Love we Island, could, but... We could do, we can do these intermittently. Yeah, I yeah. also watch other reality TV. I can always... Yeah. Pull out of the woodwork. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. We watched the seven millionth season of The Circle. <laughs> Just like the same shit over Yeah. There. We haven't seen the fourth season. Why would we? Yeah, you right. know it. I can you tell right. you exactly how it goes down right I now. Know. I don't even know anybody on it. I don't Brew. even know. Brew is on it. Anna's <gasps> yeah. boyfriend. Honestly, it's safe to be on that show now because nobody watches it. Is that yeah. a bad thing to say? No, just, I think you're right. It's a safe choice now. You should be on it, actually. Now is the time to be on it. That's the one you want to be That's on. That's the one you want to be on. That, you know what the best seasons are? The very, very first season of anything. Yeah. Or, like, after people stop watching. That's yeah. the best time. Second through, like, however many until it stops. And those are the worst ones because yeah. that, you have the most eyes on you. And it's the most intense. Mm-hmm. People are crazy about that shit. Like, they're yeah. too invested. Yeah. But the first one, they love you and you're, like, always going to have a place in their heart. Yeah. And after a certain amount, they're like, whatever, do your thing. I don't mm-hmm. care. Well, you got to wrap this up because yeah. I have to pee. Yeah. <laughs> We're not influencers. Don't follow us on Instagram. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.